What is up, guys? Hey, 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 hey. It is Hot Take without the Hot Take here. We're back. Welcome back to another episode of Junior Senior Two Views. And a big loss for the 49ers. Jimmy G goes down. He does. Um, I suppose the issue now is how bad. I think there's some reports that say it is broken. It's foot. There's some reports that say it's not broken. Um, It keeps changing. The narrative keeps changing. So... Right now, it's up to Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in this in the draft, uh, Brock Purdy. Purdy. No one ever knew Brock Purdy existed till now. Uh, yeah. So now he faces up against a guy who is much older than him and was playing well before he was born. That's Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, I just it's a big loss for for um the Forty ers Their starting quarterback was going to be. Trey Lance. They hedged their bets on him. Yeah, he broke um, his ankle. But they kept Jimmy they G. They broke him. They, they kept, kept Jimmy him around. G as a backup. Now the backup's injured. Now they're pulling up the backup to the backup. Um, Brock Purdy, in limited minutes, he was good against Miami. But um, he was decent against Miami. In, in limited my, minutes. It was, more, it was more to do with Miami's self-destruction than Brock Purdy, Correct. in my opinion. I don't think I think that there was... Look, I, look if you're Brock Purdy, you just got to do exactly... Everything's in front of you. Yeah. Right. You got an awesome defense. You got a, a, a very good, fantastically talented offensive system. You just have to follow what Kyle Shanahan puts forth and execute. Even, so that's pretty much it. Even so, I think this might sink the 49ers season because um, even if they make the playoffs, like he's a rookie, he's going to have a rookie game eventually. Like, and even for their amazing supporting cast. Like, you need a good quarterback to take you far. Well, and Jimmy G took them to the NFC Championship game. I know. Well, at this point, they're, they have Brock Purdy. I mean, unless they get another quarterback who's just sitting around doing nothing, I think it, Purdy's in the system. So why well, not? He's Yeah, he's a third stringer, but yeah. now he's getting reps. He's getting a chance to practice. Uh, it's going to be a lot. There's going to be a huge learning curve. I mean, he came in the game when Garoppolo got hurt, when the 49ers had lead, and really much just had to basically manage things. All granted, he played most of the game and did very well. Threw one interception, threw a touchdown, you know, kept San Francisco rolling. So I think what's going to have to happen here is the offense and the defense outside of the quarterback are going to have to really lift. And against the Buccaneers, uh, you know, San Francisco is going to get a chance to sort of flex their muscle against a Buccaneers team that, yeah, they they need a they desperately need to win the Bucs. Of course they do. But they, 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 look, they, they, as far as the Bucs go, they're still in charge of the division. They're in a dreadful division. Yeah. They're going to win the division with probably eight wins, maybe nine if you're lucky. So at this point, uh, I think it's even money. Next question, and that's mine. I'm going to ask, uh, do the Bengals have the Chiefs number? Um, I think last season um, there was a lot of emphasis placed on uh, Jamar Chase. and uh, consi- But I feel like... Uh, with Joe Burr, and he admitted himself, screw it, Chase is down there somewhere. Uh, um, but if you think about this year, he's more diversifying his game, and I think he's become a better quarterback than he was last year, even though he took it, he was very clutch in the playoffs. Um, do they have the Chiefs number? I think so, because they, the Chiefs, as much as they, as much as they do things very well in an elite level. The, they can't seem to have a um, a killing blow answer to what the Bengals give them. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I think at this point it's been three games now, three different games. One of you know one of which was a playoff game, which they obviously beat the Chiefs in in Arrowhead on. 
mm-hmm. uh, and then now this season. So they they've controlled the Chiefs the last three games. They've won all three meetings they've had. Um, I don't think they're scared about the Chiefs. I think they I think they figured out a remedy. Uh, they didn't give the ball back to Mahomes late in the game like we saw, like I saw in L.A. versus the Chargers. They gave it back to him. Yeah. Uh, so they are able to, I guess, keep Mahomes sort of not scrambling too much, keeping him in the pocket, forcing throws. The defense did just enough to sort of control the field positioning. So I think right now you'd have to say that at this point, Cincinnati's able to control the Chiefs very well. Now, the Chiefs control their own destiny, on a side note, oh, yeah. this weekend. they If they win, and I think another team loses, then they have already clinched a playoff spot at yeah. this point. So they've got the division sewn up. It's just about, really, when they can finally seal in home field advantage. Yeah. All right. Is a tie better than a loss for the Giants? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. No. The answer is no. No. Uh, it, was, it was just... Uh, it was just a, a the kind of game where you saw two teams, I think, wanting to tie almost. It was just strange. It was a very sort of up and down game for the Giants. The Cowboys they should have won the, that game. They really should have won the that Cow- game. The Cowboys and Eagles were laughing right now because this is this was best case scenario for them. Well, like, they needed. Yeah. They, this is best case scenario because this now makes the playoff picture, at least in the NFC East, a bit more clearer. For those two. For those two, yeah. I mean, those two, the Giants and the, and the Commanders weren't catching up with them. So and let's just forget about that. They weren't yeah. going to catch them. But seventh seed. Type but of right thing. now, you know, the Giants aren't done. They're going to play the Commanders again yeah. in two weeks' time. So I don't know. This was not a great game. There was a huge penalty that cost them field position of a, of a potential uh, field goal. Late in the game, uh, one of the defenders of the Giants just made a boneheaded error and caused a personal foul or taunting or something. Either way, the Giants had opportunities to put this away, and they just let the Commanders hang around. So, I mean, it's not a good look, and I don't, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, look, in two weeks' time, we'll know because they can't. I don't think it'll be a tie in two weeks' time. No. That's what I feel. There's no way it will. All right, next one I got. Uh, let's do some Week 14 previews. So we got first the Vikings of whom you have very mm-hmm. little faith in, mm-hmm. versus the Lions, who, let's say, let's they've won I think, four out of five at yeah. this point. Call, so me bi- good. Call, call me biased, but I have the Lions. You got the Lions they're, in this one. They're, they are hot right now. And it's funny <laughs> to me, because finally Dan Campbell's starting to call plays a lot better, which is allowing Goff to really hone in to what he does well mm-hmm. in the short and mid-range passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's allowing the, the Lions offense to get back to where it needs to be. Yep. Their defense is still it's still garbage. But um, I've, I've got the Lions on this one. Um, the, the, the Vikings will give them will, will play well, I think, and have played well. But I've got the Lions. They just look I can't bet against them right now. Okay, I have the Vikings on this one. I, I think it, I think the thing I, I, I think that people expect, and right now, this is not the Vikings team that people expect. Their offense, there's no issues on the offensive side. It's the defense that, that can sort of let them down. Last week, they almost lost to the Jets. Almost. And that would have been an embarrassing loss. Um, I'd still say that, that Detroit's defense gives up a lot of points. They score a lot of points, but they give up a lot of points. Yeah. And I just have a feeling that Minnesota's going to go in there and, and play a very cons- a very centered game around running the ball 
and then play action passing with Jefferson. I don't think anybody can guard him. No, no one's going to um, be able to guard him on that. I defense. just think that you know, I just think that the Vi- uh, the Lions just cannot stop teams from scoring. So I think the Vikings got this one. That's just me. We'll see. Bills Jets. Um, I got the Bills. Yep. Uh, I give me the yep. Bills because yep. the Jets right now. They're in sort of flux. I think everything around Mike White is still satisfactory. Um, Mike White can be up and down, um, but this isn't. I don't think this is really the same Jets team that the Bills faced earlier in the season. This isn't. Well, this is a different Jets team because Zach Wilson was in the first game that they won. Yeah. In in New Jersey, I, I I'm saying I'm I'll give you the Bills on this one as well. I mean, the Jets, it's going to be close. The Jets' defense has been lights out. And they were lights out last week. The first half, no. The first half against the Vikings, no. Second half, yes. Um, Mike White is the starter. I don't know what Sal is going on about during press conferences saying it's a week-by-week thing. Mike White is your starter for the rest of the season. Every pass he made last week, there were some tough passes he made. Yeah. That were in tight windows that Zach Wilson, I know, could not do it. Yeah. But Mike White needs to use his feet as well. There were times where there was rush coming towards him. He could have run out of bounds, get the first down. He needs to get away and escape. So I think this is going to be Does a he tough... have that ability, though? Does he well, have no, that ability? Well, no, I mean, ability? you just got to run. Get away from it. I don't know. You're not going to be as fast as someone like Jalen Hurts, but you got to get away from pressure. Yeah. Do something. Don't just stand there. So I think the Bills have this one, but it's going to be close, a lot closer than people think it is. Giants, Eagles. Um, I've got. <laughs> Give me the Eagles. It sucks. Really? It does suck, but <laughs> the the Giants just have been playing a bit shaky, and I think their true level is starting to be revealed mm-hmm. um, where they're really at. Uh, they're not like the, the super fun team that everyone saw at the beginning of the season. I think their true level is starting to re- be revealed. Um, the Eagles haven't really skipped too much of a beat. So, yeah, give me the Eagles. Okay, so I'm going to – I'll say the Giants in an upset. I'm just gonna say with a caveat. Can I? I know you're. I know you're scoffing. With a caveat, this is the asterisk because we I, we talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago, saying the Giants' schedule was more favorable in the beginning of the season than it is now. They have tough teams coming up, okay, and so they haven't finished. They got to go to Minnesota. Uh, they got to play the Colts. So that's not gonna be an easy win. There's a hard games the rest of the season. They've yeah. been playing with a lot of short games, close games. The most they can score is. 20 something points. They don't blow teams out. I only the only thing I think the only way the Giants win this game is if they can you know keep Hurts in the pocket, don't let him go get get loose on the run, try to contain the Eagles somehow, try to contain uh the receivers as much as they can. Yeah. Keep it close, maybe they have I a chance. I don't know how that how the secondary is going to fare against AJ Brown. No, that's going to be no, a hard It's going to be a tough one. All right, question here. Did Baker Mayfield just save his career? Let me say this. Look at this. Let me say this Uh-oh. right now. He's gonna say no. I feel like the I feel like the NFL is rigged. Because there's no way. I feel like the NFL is rigged. The same exact scenario. Fourth quarter, sixteen to three. Two quarterbacks of very different um, skill levels, but storylines to be had. Mm-hmm. Like, the same scenario. Like, come on. Like, there's no way. I feel like it's rigged, honestly. <laughs> I could be. I have my tinfoil hat on right now, and I think I have good reason to be. Um, The Mayfield drive, I'm sorry. It was so fluky. It was so ridiculously fluky. The last pass was very good. He put it into a tight window, um, and he got it over the top. But 
I just, I feel so suspicious. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. You can't, in my opinion, you can't write this stuff. You, you really, I mean, think about it. Carolina Panthers came to Baker Mayfield reportedly and said, you guess what? You're going to be the third string in behind Darnold and and John and PJ, PJ, Walker. PJ Walker. And he went, thanks, but no thanks. And Carolina said, exit stage left. So yeah. he's out there, right? Now, this is this is also, in my opinion, a move by the LA, LA to keep him away from San Francisco. Yeah, because of course. you know that San Francisco is waiting for him to be on a waiver wire so they can pick him up. But then LA gets him. Well, because they, they had John Wolford starting. Right. So John Wolford did start. But then Sean McVay said, You sit down, let's bring this Baker Baker guy in who hasn't even really sat through a play a, a session of plays, just got off the plane, and ninety eight yards later. This is on the Raiders as well. They made a couple bad bad penalties down that track. Uh, you know, this was this. You can't write this stuff. So I no. don't know. I mean, look. As far as the Rams concerned, their season's done. Yep. Matthew Stafford's done. When you have spinal contusion, anything that involves spinal, you're not playing anymore. Yeah. So he's done. So if anything, this is a chance for Baker Mayfield to sort of say, I might not be on this team for. I, mean, I might get a chance to play for the rest of the year, maybe. Uh, next year, I'm on the market. I'm out there. Do yep. you want me? I can. I can support. I can be good for you. It's just the right guy at the right system, and maybe, just maybe, Sean McVay threw him a lifeline because Sean McVay is quote unquote the you know quarterback whisper. These guys who can go out there and make these quarterbacks good. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield, we know, was not in a great situation over in Carolina with a coach that's not going to be there next year with a roster that's uh, garbage. Yeah. So also yeah. speaking of comebacks, Dennis Allen should be fired because I don't know what kind of tomfoolery. He pulled with the Saints defense. That's on a side. That was ridiculous. He's he's your Matt Nagy, Dennis Allen. No, he should be. I don't think he's as bad as what Matt Nagy was, but he he should be fired because there's nothing that he's shown with the Saints this year that is deserving of a second year. You promote it from within. Cool. Okay. Now get rid of him. All right. (laughs) Just get rid of him. You're you're the GM. You'd be the most. You'd be the most. Impatient GM. That's why on the I'm planet. not paid to make these decisions. Right, I know. That was, but that was you ridiculous. Have no you can't, you can't disagree with me that that was ridiculous. Oh well, that's How Tom Brady. Hell? You can't give why, him time. You why him time. do you go into Zone D against Brady? How many times do we do? Does that old man need to teach the NFL a lesson? You don't go into Zone D against the best dink and dunk passer there has ever been. All right. Well, how? All Why right. do you do that? Let's move on. Let's change gears to the World Cup. Yep. World Cup recap. So today, we had two games. Uh-huh. Brazil, Croatia, and Argentina, and Netherlands. The first one, mm-hmm. Bra- mm-hmm. it was nil-nil after 90. Goes to the 30 minutes of extras. And Neymar scores just before halftime of, the, of extra time. Mm-hmm. But then, late on in the second half, Croatia tie it. We go to penalties. And the both teams were perfect. 4-4, sudden death, Marquinhos, it's it's a goal from Croatia, mm-hmm. Marquinhos needs to hit his to keep Brazil in it, he strikes the post, Brazil go home. A, a massive, massive shock, because Brazil, um, we, me and my friend were talking about Brazil as a potential favorite, nope. as how they were... The deepest squad in the entire tournament. Yeah, because you have you have guys like Neymar, Vinny Ju- Vin- Vinicius Junior. Doesn't matter. Richarlison. Who cares? <laughs> Firmino. And adios. And none of that counted for anything. It's gone. It doesn't they're matter. Gone. It doesn't matter. This is what the World Cup is. 
Yeah. Just when you think it's over, Croatia. just when you think it all it takes is to tie and get to extra Cro- time. Croatia and to, are back in the last four again for the second World Cup, oh, second in, World a Cup in a row. With their with and their mid, it's always hedged on their midfield of Brozovic, Modric, uh, of Brozovic and Modric. Perisic has been brilliant this tournament, but their keeper, oh my God, mm-hmm. he's been amazing. So. The next game was the Netherlands. Netherlands versus Argentina. I actually did catch this game. Uh, it was very, very, it was very, <laughs> very testy. A record seventeen yellows were wow. issued. That's a lot of yellows. Seventeen yellow That's cards. That's not good for Argentina now. Yeah. Because Argentina, if they have some yellows, we'll could be reds if it comes up. No, in the next no, no, no. It, no. it means that those players who receive yellows will be suspended for the next game. That's how it works in the World Cup knockouts. Wow. So it was a record seventeen yellows. It was very testy, very physical. Uh Messi assisted one, and he got a penalty in the 73rd. They looked home mm-hmm. until Weghorst of the Netherlands scores one in the 82nd, and then a last... Because of all those little scuffles, mm-hmm. it was 11 minutes of, of injury time or added time uh, after 90. He scores in the 11th minute of, of added time to send it to extra time. Extra time, they still could not be split... PKs. Mm-hmm. Emmy Martinez saves the first one. Uh, Messi gets his. Emmy Martinez saves yet another Dutch penalty, um, and then eventually gets tied to three three. Um, and Argentina go on to win with a winning penalty from Lutaro Martinez, mm-hmm. a- and they're back in the semifinal again. Mm-hmm. Argentina, and they, it's at the expense of the Netherlands. Again, all right. In so a World Cup, it's Saturday here, so Sunday we're gonna have two more games, aren't we? Yep. First game on the docket, we will have Portugal and uh, Morocco. And Morocco. Morocco, the big surprise, the big surprises of of this tournament. Um, but I have Portugal. Um, I feel like Portugal will have studied what Morocco did. Mm-hmm. Against Spain, which was sit back and wait for the counter, mm-hmm. and I think Portugal have the manpower to be able to, to do that. So I'm saying two nil Portugal. England France is the next one. Ooh. That is an that's going to be so you you like to think that England has a shot to win. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, the city of Qatar should be oh, well, unfair the country, warning. Country the country of Qatar. Not sorry. The country of Qatar should be unfair warning as English fans will probably trash. Across. Yes. So this is going to be an interesting game. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This game will come down to the midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's up. It's a battle between Jude Bellingham and Aureli Chouamini, and um, it's going to be interesting because uh, England's attack is just as good as France's, but they have created a a sort of Jordan rules mm-hmm. for one man in particular, Kylian Mbappe, the mm-hmm. anti-Mbappe plan. Mm-hmm. Now, if that plan works, remains to be seen. My prediction, 1-1 after 90 and after an extra 30, and France win on penalties. Okay, we'll see what happens. All yeah. right, change gears. Uh, thoughts regarding the Mets signing of Justin Verlander? I think it's a very lateral move, and I think it's a fantastic one. He had, he's even at his advanced age, he was elite last season. He was the AL Cy Young. He was incredible. Put up a sub two ERA at damn at forty. I'm pretty sure. Not yet. Uh, well, damn near forty. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic, and it's only a two year. The turn the the value is a bit high, 
but there's no salary cap in baseball. The mm-hmm. term is pretty is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Um, this is probably this is their consolation for losing Degrom, and as an extra bit of consolation, they also re-signed Brandon Nimmo, yep. eight years, yep. 100, 156 million. I think it's a I I think that's a decent contract. Yep. For what he provides, he was the bet after Judge. He was the best outfielder on the market. Okay. So. It's eight years, one hundred sixty-two million for 62 Brandon million. Nemo. Other teams wanted him. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, a few words about Justin Verlander. I am a longtime Met fan. You're only a Met fan because I'm a Met fan. Okay. Let's face it. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I was any other fan, you'd be a fan of. Uh, if I was Diamondbacks fan, you'd be Diamondbacks fan. But that's not the point. Uh, I'm a cautiously optimistic fan here. I I am I'm I'm understanding the move more. But Justin Verlander is going to be forty in February. That means by spring training, he's forty. I get it. He had Tommy John surgery. He didn't. He didn't pitch at all the year before last. I get it. I'm just. I, it's not. It's no coincidence that he's getting paid the same price as his former teammate Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer's on the same contract as he is. Yeah. But Max Scherzer's in year two, and Max Scherzer fell apart. So I'm hoping that with with Verlander, Scherzer, uh, they just picked up Quintana as a lefty. You have Cookie Carrasco. You get one more starter. I don't think there, I've I've seen reports that they really want Kodai Senga. So. You know, I get it. So far, Steve Cohen has spent $400 million on player contracts. Okay, there's something to take from that. Because years, you talk about the will ponds yeah. and the coupons. This guy wants to win. Yeah, so he's putting yeah. all on the line now. He's saying to Buckshaw Walter, I'm going to give you guys, and you're going to execute. These are the guys we got. Now you're going to do it. He's signing the checks, and he has the fear. But if you're one person looking forward now, yeah. let me throw a little ointment in this. Mm-hmm. It's Pete Alonzo. He's in the last year of his contract now, come next season. So he's going to be looking at big bucks. Cohen's going to pay him. So that's it. Cohen's going to pay him. I know, but he's looking at big bucks. Cohen's going to give him a blank check. Cohen's going to spend however, whatever it takes to bring bring this team a championship. Because that that four hundred million you just mentioned was only two percent of his net worth. Mm. That's a drop in a bucket to him. Yeah. So he will spend to bring this team a championship. I mean, look, so I, he's going to yeah. resign Alonzo. And like I said, there's no salary cap in baseball. Yes, there is a thing called wasted money. Yeah. But I don't think the money that they spent so far has been wasted money. No. Because if you look at the term on Verlander, it's only two years with a conditional third year. Yeah. If he falls apart. The, the conditional third year won't be a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Scherzer's only got two more years. Yeah. Um, Nimmo's in his prime right now. Yeah, I think he has the same contract as Verlander, yeah. which is like the third year option. Yeah. Nimmo, so he's N- Nimmo's in his prime right now. Alonso is... As long as he can stay healthy, because Al- Brandon Nimmo yeah. got, was good this year, he stayed healthy. Alonso is approaching his prime yeah. and will get a big contract. Okay. All right. uh, McNeil will be also coming off contract. They're going to pay him a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to pay them before they reach arbitration. So and Cohen's going to open the checkbook for them, however much it takes. Okay, you got the next one here. Um, Something or nothing. Friction between Trey Young and Nate McMillan. Uh... It could be something if the Hawks continue to play kind of the way they've been playing. Yeah, it which could is be kind of. It's five hundred right which now, is but to it's say not great. Kind of mediocre. Yeah, they 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 not very good. In the last ten, they have three and seven. Yeah. So it could be nothing if the Hawks turn around and are the same team that reached the finals two years ago. I'm gonna say I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, it could be something if the Hawks season starts to slide. I mean, Trey Young's not the sixth man. 
He's no. not like on a 10-day contract. He's, he's the, the franchise he's the fran- guy. He's the face of the franchise. And management's not going to move Trey Young. They're going to no. get rid of Nate McMillan. And so yeah. the rumor has it that, you know, the last coach, Lloyd Pierce, was sent packing because of Trey Young. Yeah. And it happens. History tells us this, right? Everybody remembers David Blatt? Yeah. David Blatt. <laughs> what happens? See you, David. Poor LeBron said, I don't like this guy. Send him away. I want... I want Ty Lue. Thanks. The so, beginning, the beginning of late GM. But this is what happens. So I mean, it could be, it could be something if the Hawks don't turn around things around. Uh, I don't think that. I don't think on paper there's a lot they missed. They they lost well, pieces. Look, Kevin Hurd is not there anymore. I think Gallinari is not there well, anymore. Well, I think that. Yeah, I think you need to push for, push in the deadline because there's not much you can really do right now. Like th- their front court is a big concern for me because if you look, th- that's where they're losing most games. If you're coming up a team, like, look at the loss they incurred against the Knicks. Randall put up 33. He was incredible. Yeah. And he really exploited that that weak front court. Capella's getting old and only getting older. Onyeka on But he's limited by what he can yes. do. He's alley-oop uh, yeah, guy. That's yeah. him. Block uh, yeah. shots alley-oop. Well, well, on the defensive end anyway. Mm-hmm. Onyeka on Kongwu um, is still developing. I think they need to push forward for a big name in the front court at the deadline because um, they need somebody who's good on both ends because this the front court's really bad right now. The back court's not really the biggest issue for the for for Atlanta. It's not the back court. It's you not. Got, you got Murray. You got you got, got Murray. Murray. So you, you got Young when they're healthy. Murray's a bit injured right now. Yeah. He's banged up. Yeah. But you've got a bench of shooters. It's just about they they're very undersized. They need some they need size. So I think if management is smart, they throw caution into the wind right now and build around Trey Young. And they've shown a willingness to do that, as evidenced by their trade for Jamal Murray. Oh no, not Jamal DeJounte. Murray. DeJounte Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they gave up picks yeah. to get him. And it was only a first and a second. Yeah. So if they're willing to, I'd say throw some assets out there right now, because it's a pay to play game. Give up some assets to get yourself a good front court guy who can help you win right now. Okay. All right. Next question here. Yep. Will Deion Sanders have a greatest have greater success now as the new head coach of Colorado football? Primetime's going to Boulder. Coach Prime. So, so um he was coach of Jackson State and I was watching uh his what he was doing over the past two years and he really, really transformed Jackson State from a middling, declining program into a powerhouse of the HBCU sector of college football. And um obviously winning two straight championships gets you some looks for some from some big colleges. Colorado came calling. Um so I think he can really do work because what I saw from, from Dion was he established a culture at Jackson State. He established a culture one for all, all for one and one for all. And if he can do – and I saw a clip where he was talking with the players, the, his new Colorado guys, and he said, no hats in the, in, in the meeting room. And one guy took off his hat when immediately he said that. So that shows he's going to establish a culture. And if he does that well, the coaching will come later because he's, he's shown to be a good schemer. And he knows, he knows, he knows, how, to, he knows how to scheme well uh, defensively. He knows how to let talent play when talent can play. But he also knows when to take control. And he's a good play caller as well. So I think he can do really good work for Colorado and really push their program forward. And he will be a damn good recruiter. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Look, this is this was this was no surprise. Deion Sanders did not be did not you know go about this quietly. He was making it very clear that his time at Jackson State was going to be limited. Yeah, it was he a was, stepping stone. He had already talked about moving on. It was a stepping so, stone. I suppose this is going to work in his favor, and yet perhaps may work against Jackson State's favor. Because well, well, in terms of Jackson State, yeah, but it's, he's it's, let me finish. He's got the ability now to get guys over guys who yeah, are going to go to Jackson portal. State. The Jack, the transfer portal is out there for a reason. Yeah, and Jackson State's Division Three, it is. Yeah, Colorado's Division One. Mm-hmm. Players want to go one, not three. So I don't. I mean, I I get it. I get the fact that you know he has. He's definitely going to have more resources, more better facilities, better everything. Now a part of a Pac-10 school, the Pac-10 is a bit suspect because there's not whether or not there's going to be teams lost out of it. I don't know how college well, football if they works. Can, if they can start to build something, they can start to become the powerhouses of Pac-10. And he wasn't going to be coach. And to all the people saying, uh, all the people saying, oh, he shouldn't have left the uh, the HBC HBCU sector because he's he's a black man. He needs to build up his community. He wasn't going to coach in Div 3 forever. He's Deion Sanders. And, of course, like, I get the thing of saying, oh, you should be able to build up your community. He does that in other ways. He's got – he he helped – he's very charitable. Yeah, look, I mean, I think that, again – He doesn't have to do that by just football coaching. And I think this might be a trend. I mean, Trent Dofer was just hired by UAB as the next coach. Uh, You know, I think that someone like Deion Sanders, you know, has – the credentials now to to do that um you know i mean it's it's college football it's yeah. all about the coach it's not about the players because we don't know who they are but i think for colorado they've had some struggles in their in their seasons last couple seasons so obviously they thought it was time for a change and you know like i said and i think this Deion high, sanders will get you know, i think more this notoriety is, i think this hire is a, is a sign of sure is a sure thing for colorado because hmm. what he look Yes, the talent level will be different at in D one yes. in D one. But what Dion will do in terms of establishing a culture, it will take time. This will be a long term project yeah. because he'll have to get used to coaching in D one. Yes. However, I think what he'll do in the short term is establish a culture. Players will want to play. They'll want to stay. They won't want to transfer. They want to play. You- they'll want to stay. They'll want to eat clay. I'm just trying to do some rhymes. <laughs> and, they'll, <laughs> and they'll also, he'll also be a damn good recruiter. What top prospect wouldn't want to be coached by primetime? Yeah. Not just because of his name, yeah. but seeing what he did at Jackson State. Because it was so publicized in on, on social media, seeing how happy Jackson State players were to play under Deion Sanders. Okay. All right. So on that note, one happy birthday belated. To Johnny Manziel. Uh, Johnny Football uh, turns 30. Johnny he would have been the prime with uh, with the uh, Cleveland Browns or, or the AF uh, as a quarterback. But we know that, you know, won a Heisman Trophy, left early from Texas A&M, well, because got he, drafted to the Browns, yeah. and did not fulfill any expectations <laughs> whatsoever. thought. And there was that famous tweet from Skip Bayless saying that he would be bigger in Ohio than LeBron would ever be, which has still remained to be one of the coldest takes of all time. That didn't happen. Like, look, Johnny Football had a lot. He had a lot of talent, a lot of it. But 
he he had other he, things in his way. He had a whole lot of demons that yes. he, he just couldn't handle. Couldn't handle it, and, and he couldn't. That, that got caught up with him, and now he's out of football entirely. Oh. He had a couple stints. He did have a stint in the AAF, CFL with, as well. I believe. With Memphis, had a stint in the CFL, and like dudes can play in the CFL. So of course, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, well. and, and also, he had a stint in the Arena Football League for a little bit, but that didn't work out either. He's out of football. Maybe he, maybe in his future, maybe he goes back to be a consultant for. for I don't. I'm not going to be his his job yep. seeker. Uh, blow out the candles, Johnny. You turned thirty. Uh, special announcement that we thought to share with you right now is we have a Gmail. We have a inbox where you can send us your questions, send us your takes, and we'll read them out right. Questions, here. takes. Comments. We will read out. Not vicious comments, please. We are a small yes, business. Yes, uh, d- disclaimer. Keep, keep all here. of those, I will be monitor- monitoring that, that inbox. All troll comments, all disgusting comments like that will be deleted. And will go be, in a trash. And will be completely disregarded. So but, on that note, please send your questions, questions comments, and takes. takes. And we will try to get through them all. We will get through every single one, however long it takes. Mm-hmm. And that's our show for this week. If you're coming from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once once a week. Next week, we'll have a bigger picture of, of the World semifinals Cup. of the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Four teams left yep. vying for that prize. Mm-hmm. We'll have a bigger picture on week 14 and how that looked. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a bigger picture on what the rest of the NBA season looks like. On that note, see you next week. Ciao. P.S. As something I just we just forgot to add, the Gmail um, address will be in the description of this podcast. Um, but if you don't want to, if you want to hear it right now, it's junior senior two views all lowercase at gmail.com. Again, that's junior senior all lowercase two views at gmail.com. It will be in the description of this podcast. And yeah, we'll see you next week.